G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Okay, so you're out there doing all the right things. You're honouring God where no one else around you seems to be. And then all of a sudden, someone finds a reason to punish you for doing the right thing. The injustice of it all is overwhelming. How do you react when that happens? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at injustice from a different perspective. Well, yesterday on the program, we saw the young Joseph, son of Jacob, back in the book of Genesis, way back there in the Old Testament. This young man had great dreams, but he'd been sold into slavery by his brothers. Dreams shattered, freedom gone, family gone, in a foreign land, gone from being his father's favourite to being a common slave owned by another man. That's where Joseph was. Now, for most of us, that would be enough to make us give up. But Joseph knew something intuitively, something that had, I don't know, been put deep inside him by God, something that kept him going. And it's that something that you and I are going to discover for ourselves from God's Word today. Because we all have dreams that are shattered. We all have times in our lives when we need that, that special something from God to keep us going, to help us nurture our dreams through the dark days. So, are you ready to discover that special something? Let's dive into God's Word. It comes to us in two parts today. First part. Now, Joseph was taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer from Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. He was in the house of the Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favour in Potiphar's sight and attended him. He made him overseer of the whole house and put him in charge of all that he had. From that time, Potiphar made him overseer in his house and over all that he had. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and the field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and with him there he had no concern for anything but the food that he ate. Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 to 6. So, so what do you get out of that? Here's what I learned. Joseph continued to honour God. Joseph continued to do what's right. Joseph continued to use his natural giftings to the full even though his circumstances had taken such a terrible turn for the worse, even though he'd much rather have been at home with his father and mother. And as a result, God was with him. Even this heathen Egyptian Potiphar could see that. Turns out that the young Joseph was a pretty capable administrator, so what happened as a result of Joseph doing the right thing and using his gifts despite what was happening to him? Joseph found favour in Potiphar's side, and Potiphar put him in charge of all that he had, he became the overseer of Potiphar's house. That's not bad. That's pretty good. But just as he was getting to the top of the roller coaster ride, you guessed it, there was a rapid downhill run. Let's listen to the second part of what happened to Joseph here in Potiphar's house. Now, Joseph was handsome and good-looking. 
And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused. And he said to his master's wife, Look, with me here, my master has no concern about anything in the house. He's put everything he has in my hand. He is not greater in his house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself, because you're his wife. How then could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And although she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not consent to lie beside her or to be with her. One day, however, when he was in the house doing his work, and while no one else was in the house, she caught hold of his garment, saying, Lie with me! But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. When she saw that he'd left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside, she called out to the members of her household and said to them, See, my husband has brought among us this Hebrew to insult us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And when he heard me raise my voice and cry out, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. Then she kept his garment by her until his master came home, and she told him the same story, saying, This Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to insult me, but as soon as I raised my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled outside. When his master heard these words that his wife had spoken to him, saying, This is how your servant treated me, he became enraged, and Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, He remained there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. He gave him favour in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in the prison, and whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The chief jailer paid no heed to anything that was in Joseph's care because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made to prosper. When Potiphar's wife falsely accused Joseph of doing the wrong thing, when all along all he'd ever done was the right thing, man, I have to tell you, that would be enough to have just about any of us throwing up our hands, looking God in the eye and saying to him, you have to be kidding, right, God? Are you just going to let this happen to me? Do Do you really love me? What the blazes are you doing? And yet again, A second time, just in case you or I missed it. Just in case you or I think, great for you, Joseph, but when bad things happen to me, I'm just going to react badly. Just in case you were thinking that this message isn't for you, Joseph does it again. Things have gone from really bad to much worse. What happens to him simply isn't fair. And even though this trip to prison was absolutely a necessary step for his dream to be fulfilled, he didn't know that at the time, did he? All he saw was the injustice and the pain of being thrown into prison. But young Joseph does the same thing again. He honours God. He gets on and and makes the best of a terrible lot. And so the Lord honours that and the Lord is with Joseph and the jailer puts him in charge. And even here in prison, where he could have been rotting in self-pity, we're told because the Lord was with him in whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Are you getting this message We can be pretty dense about this, you and I. Bad things happen to us. Unfair things happen to us. And our natural reaction is either to come out punching and destroy the people who did this to us or withdraw into our shell and become all bitter and twisted about what's going on. Am I right? Just to put the icing on the cake, we blame God and we conveniently choose to forget that he loves us so much that he sent his one and only son to die for us so that we could be forgiven and have eternal life. When bad things happen to us, we want to respond by doing bad stuff. 
But look at what happened to Joseph. Twice in one chapter, God puts it there just because God knows how hard it is to get through to us on this issue. Joseph honours God. He behaves well despite the circumstances. And instead of using adversity as an excuse, wait for this, because this is the crux, this is the punchline, this is the bit that God really wants us to get today. Joseph uses his natural gifts and in doing so, discovers God-prepared, God-given, God-anointed opportunities right there in the adversity. That's the power of what God's saying to you and me today through his word. God's opportunities abound just as much in adversity as they do in good times. Even if the whole world seems to be against us for God's sake, God is with us. That's why the Apostle Paul, a few thousand years later, wrote, if God is for us, who can possibly be against us? My friend, if if you have a God-given dream in your life, you can be certain that adversity will come against you. Absolutely certain. That place of adversity is your opportunity to honour God. In fact, the very best time to honour God is when no one else is. That's what Jesus did. That's what got him crucified. Opportunities abound no matter how dark the day may seem. like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.